Confession, I've been hoarding news stories again. Oh. You are listening to Weird Religion. Hi, my name is Leah Payne. I'm Brian Doak. This is Weird Religion, the podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. I, every time I see religion themed news stories, I save them to my private list. And Lovely. In, in anticipation of, as we are doing today, a news roundup. <laughs> Yes. And, but sometimes I just get out of control and then we don't do them. And then I have like a backlog of all these weird things that have happened. That's exactly right. Oh, yay. So that I've sounds great. Now, friends and listeners, we do have construction people working just feet outside of my window that. here. So if yes. you hear pounding and stuff, mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've have diffused that situation by mentioning it. I love it. Clearly. Okay. All right. Okay. How, how many, okay. The rules. We go back and forth sharing the news mm-hmm. stories that we think will shock and inspire and elevate the human spirit. <laughs> or not. Um, or not. Uh-huh. And, um, okay, fine, I'll start. Okay. This is from Axios News. Okay. The title, um, and these these are supposed to be recent. Mm-hmm. Well, I have one that's not, but oh, it just geez. recently came across. Anyway, okay, go, okay. go, go, that's go. That's fine. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> We need a booing sound effect. We haven't done a new sound no. effect in too long. Okay. Um, first from Axios, um, Aspen postcard, a gonzo dispatch from the near future. Oh. Um, imagine this. Democracy is decimated, eaten by locusts of misinformation created by artificial intelligence. Robots didn't simply take our jobs. They conquered our minds <gasps> and the wealthiest made money on it all. Okay, so wow. th- these are things that are being discussed at the most recent Aspen ideas festival okay where we are getting all kinds of um all kinds of reports and it seems very like it's you know aspen is supposed to be this zeitgeisty cultural moment and it's very quasi-religious i think is the thing that i'm that i'm seeing well they have a lot of religion people who show up there it's very ai Mm -hmm. themed which you can imagine okay um but um, you know it just it just it, it just sounded like you know there was a lot of like prophet themes and a lot of eco themes. Yeah. Um, the, the report, they say, of note, this year featured an entire track on happiness where the speakers discussed how to channel ancient spirituality to over, not because it's real, not because you should be a part of it, but why it's always, it's classic religion in, in the contemporary world theme. It's instrumental. It's to overcome the present day perils. So like oh, you use it. Okay. So like, hey, let's mine this, these traditions. Um, so I wonder I, what they had. I don't know. I'm just curious. various kinds of things. That's really you know? interesting. They talk about riding an exercise bike that spins a blender you know, while you make a smoothie so you can feel like you're saving the world while being healthy at the same time. Well, uh, I have so many follow ups. So I, you know, just this is this is all I know. Okay? How do you not spill the smoothie? There's a lot of practice. Well, it's probably hooked up to the bike in a very particular oh, way. Oh, right. And, I'm know. not an engineer, clearly. All right. You're okay. Up. I've got something for you. Um, this one is really right up your lane, mm-hmm. up your alley. Yeah. Okay. So the headline is UFO expert claims crashed craft had a building put over it because it was too big to move. I've seen the story. You ha- I knew you would because it has your guy, right? Well, Ross okay. Coulthard. Yeah. Ross Coulthard. Do you have like a Google, uh, notification? No. On him. Well, you know how the internet does that thing <laughs> where it starts advertising things to you that uh-huh. it thinks you want to see uh-huh. based on the things that you binge and watch and do. Yes. Oh, well, so you already knew about this. I feel like we need. We should have we a. Should get a we should have star. a moment. We should just do this on the socials where we share kind of like 
the top things that YouTube is pushing to each of us oh, yeah. on our YouTube, oh, cha- I, on our YouTube um, profiles. Mine will, mine will be weird because I've done a lot of contemporary Christian music yeah. playing on, yeah. on YouTube. So yours is just for research. Mine is like knee injuries and how to overcome <laughs> midlife crisis. Middle age. Um, um, but UFOs are part of that, obviously. But yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing. I mean, the UFO yeah. disclosure stuff is getting very hot right now. Apparently, July 26th, as of the time of this recording, has been stated as a date for the next UFO hearing. Apparently, they want to go big. And and they want firsthand evidence from people who have actually had experience with crash retrieval programs from the government to okay. do whistleblowing on July 26th. Watch for it. It will be a huge disappointment. I guarantee oh, Well, it. that was my... But that's, okay. that's the way That's the way we because do it in that, the UFO community. That's how... Oh, that's sweet. You're saying we. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, that, was my, that was my thing Spooky about this okay. was that he he mentioned you know there's never any real specifics no of course here. that's the key is to make sure that you never get into the it's always just out of your reach you know what i mean but listen to this mm-hmm. okay so this is from the hill right. reputable political they do a lot of reporting source. on this the hill is like a leader in this i am so fascinated by yeah. that that's a whole other yep. there's a book there yep. but this is from a story uh, from the 14th of July, 2023. Senators oh, to offer recent. amendment to require government to make UFO records public. Yes. And this the first sentence about. is Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, yes. Democrat from New York, yep. is part of a bipartisan group of senators who have offered an amendment to the annual defense authorization bill requiring the federal government to collect and make public records related to unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAPs, and unidentified flying objects, UFOs, care to comment. Uh, what can you get bipartisan about? This That's is what a thing. I thought. Yeah. I mean, the kind of daylight savings. The skeptical scuttle on this is that they're just doing it to try to like defuse it once again because too many people. It is an issue which has been kind of owned a little bit by the right. Well, yeah, because there's like Fox a conspiracy, news, conspiracy. They're kind hiding of. it. That's what yeah. drew my attention. So you get Chuck Schumer, Schumer in it. Like he's what, like a big deal Democrat. But there are some conservative senator type people and House members who are basically going on record. Marco Rubio, who has seen wow. the classified wow. intel. Marco Rubio is a serious guy. You may not agree with his politics, but like he's a serious guy who's running right? for president. He says he's seen the classified intel st- stuff and he says it's disturbing and the American people have a right to know and has basically kind of like soft... Um, affirmed the David Grutch stuff. Oh, someone needs to give you your own show. So like where oh, you just there are so many, talk UFOs yeah. all the time. I think I would be better than many UFO podcasts, but you oh, know, life can so barely afford the maintenance of one great upper middle class of podcasting podcasts. <laughs> and that is weird religion. And you that's what we've got. I would like to see. This is my, this is my best shot. You know, the meme from it's always sunny in Philadelphia where he's, it's a conspiracy meme. Yeah. 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 The conspiracy that's kind of what I feel like if I were to leave you to your own devices with a podcast about UFOs, I'd just well, come see your office. And then all of a sudden I just look, <laughs> I just have this advice for you and exactly you in the world. There are a lot of people whom I think this about, but I, I will say this to you. This is a tender moment of friendship in podcasting. <laughs> Don't die. Okay. <laughs> Just don't die. Don't die. Because I don't know exactly like what would happen. One of our other colleagues would I, just I, like I, knock I can't on repla- your door. No, I can't replace you. That's not a thing. <laughs> so obviously it would become like a very Okay. You know, okay. Point taken. Okay. Won't do it. Um, your turn. What well, okay. I have complained in the past. Mm-hmm that the AI doomerism extinction thing Mm -hmm. was very vague and had kind of like 
just religious apocalyptic fear themes in mm-hmm. that it never really said how the AI, like people are, and this, right. this continues right, strong right, right. to this very day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe a little content warning here. If you've got the little ones um, listening, we don't want oh, them right. to get scared. Right. So just ush, pause and usher them out of the room. Mm-hmm. Don't think a lot of kids are listening, by the way. But what I, do they say? Listen with caution. Listen with caution. Yes. So this Some contents may be upsetting to some listeners. Mm-hmm. That always makes you want to listen more, right? You're of course, like, yes. yes. I yes. I found an article finally um, from some online news outlet in the UK where finally somebody really spelled out seven situations which would actually make the thing happen. Oh, lovely. Scenario one, propaganda and bad actors. So somebody oh, yeah. could do AI drive propaganda. Right. Plausibility rating, moderate to high. Scenario two, infrastructure destruction. Why? Because everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Plausibility mm-hmm. rating, high, they say on this one. Scenario three, killer robots. <laughs> Plausibility, high. Ah, what? what? Scenario four, nuclear war. So apparently the AI oh. will be connected. Plausibility, moderate to high. Oh gosh. Plausibility five, pandemics and chemicals. Okay. Ooh, that sounds fun. Great. Plausibility rating, low to moderate. Oh. Scenario six, nanobots. Oh boy. Weren't you just talking about like earwigs or something recently? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're back to robots. Plausibility rating very low. <gasps> They're not, that's, that's oh, not going to happen. Oh, okay. That's Scenario good, seven, human obsolescence. Um, plausibility rating high. Mm. You could mm-hmm. get into all these. Mm-hmm. We'll post the link. So at least somebody's trying to say how this would actually happen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see the, the linkage, the connective tissue between where we are now with like amusing ourselves with chatbot persona right, right. and these but mm-hmm. you know apparently some people have a, a, a more dire imagination um okay that's great well okay <laughs> what a happy so happy uh okay music. bring the kids back in and Woo! we're on to the next story. oh man that was the thing about those things is you end up when you actually sit there and think about it yeah it's a good thing that i'm not that self-reflective because i think i'd be pretty freaked out for the rest of my day yeah i i think it's you know uh, if you're going to say that it's going to happen, you have to say how, not just vaguely. Right, right. It's like a rapture scheme. Don't just say that the rapture is going to happen. Yeah. Give us go a date. Go big or go, go home. Go home, big or yeah. go home. Give yes. us a date. Uh-huh. Give a, tell us who's the Antichrist literally on That's earth right. right now. It's like, one of the problems with um, end times prognosticators these days. They've really, a lot of them love, have lost their guts. Like they, mm. they're not going to tell us one particular day. Well, they know it's, you can, you know, <laughs> it's just everything. Decide so, on a day, Everything guys. is so publicized. Yeah. Literally the construction happening is so strong. It is shaking the floor beneath us right now. I wonder now. if people can hear it. I, I, bet ho- I hope fine. I hope they can. That'll add a little bit of end times Just some too. nervousness into our voices. That's right. Okay, I'm going right. to totally change gears. Go for kay? it. We need that. Headline. Mm-hmm. From, okay. Headline is, this is from Catholic News Agency. All right. California restaurant had fake priest hear workers' confessions Labor Department says. Have you heard this story? No, but oh. how big of an infraction is that? I mean, you're just toying with somebody's oh, like deeply, deepest bad. held convictions. There. Yes. It, this is a crazy story. A California restaurant had an individual impersonate a priest to encourage employees to confess their quote unquote sins against the employer. Oh. But the man had no links to the Catholic Diocese of Devious. Sacramento, a Devious. diocese spokesman Devious. said. Devious. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No. We're so jokey and kind of ha-ha, but that is such an extraordinary breach of trust. I I don't even know how to hey, idea, classify idea it. Idea out there for those of you with partners or romantic significant others. 
hire a fake therapist, tell them you've paid for this and you've seen this person. You think they should too, but it's really your friend who's going to tell you things that they said. Exactly. It's along those lines. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I don't know. Like what, what that's the thing about the restaurant. How bad was the culture there? That what were they worried about that people were <laughs> eating things? That, I've, I worked for years. What were they? Yeah, that's true. And frequently restaurant people will, you know, eat a roll here and there or some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. side salad. But so you're going to hire a priest. It's high stakes, high stakes. So they got in trouble because that is violation of the uh, apparently that is that's tough on a lot of levels. I know. Yep. Anyhow. Okay. So. Good one. I, I, I applaud you. That's a that's, that's a, a pretty good. That's one. a good one. <laughs> All right. Following a church tradition and group that we've talked about before on the pod. Mm-hmm. This one from the daily or for actually from uh, San Francisco gate. Okay. Um, title how oops my screen is popping around on me because of oh. advertisements my Uh-oh. favorite type of internet experience definitely how a miracle obsessed megachurch conquered a California city it is of course Bethel oh okay now it's a story about Bethel interesting I, it's it, and the story itself is very like run of the mill like anyone who knows about this Bethel church and mm-hmm. their their mm-hmm. music and the miracles emphasis this this adds nothing to it okay. okay however what caught my attention was and apparently it caught the attention of the person doing the story as well um is is this reference to the miraculous gold dust phenomenon? Oh yeah. Do you know what this is? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. What is the gold dust thing for 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 charismatics? Um, what is that? What is well, what is the gold? it's sort of the the most okay, in a sentence I would describe it as the most material form of the health and wealth gospel. Oh. Like the idea that God is present, so much present in worship that God is raining down actual gold is sort of akin to the gold tooth process uh like phenomena the gold tooth phenomena yeah like where What's people that? would um be in worship and claim to have received a golden tooth in their mouth mm-hmm. um, oh i see so it's it's like the the favor of god descends on a worshiping body in the form of gold yeah. Is how I would describe it. So how do t- they talk about it in here? Just like that. Like there's okay. a paragraph that says, um, there's one other point I'll, I'll get to, but it says, um, so the, the pastor, Bill Johnson, is that his Oh, name? yes. Mm-hmm. Very famous. Quote, I did just stand there in awe, Johnson said, discussing supposedly miraculous gold dust with the matter of fact tone you'd use to recall your favorite moment from a concert. Quote, mm. I remember standing there talking to a friend, just seeing these pieces float by. Mm-hmm. What I think about the materiality mm-hmm. of it, I love that you pointed that mm-hmm. out because it's like, the more you talk about the materiality of it, the more you invite questions like, for example, to choose one question. Right. Where is the gold dust? Where is it? Right. Does someone like sweep it up? Can we see it? Do we got, do, do we have like just a, even one, everyone has their cell phone out at all times. Right. Do we have one, even if it disappears upon contact with the ground, which I'm sure it does. <laughs> right. Can we see it coming down? Like, it, it's really fascinating. It's sort of that. That's why it's it's the materiality and also the the chronological. It's you know it's one thing to say God blessed me and I bought a, an expensive car. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort of indirect, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes a little time. Yes, but you're in. You're actually in the service, and this is how it happens. Mm-hmm. It's a bold claim. But it's very popular. I'll tell you this. If I had had the gold fillings thing happen to me, I'd barely be able to hold my head up because I got a lot of fillings when I was a kid. <laughs> See? 
Same. Not a few, just like Same. a lot of yep. men to do. That. Uh -uh. Okay. Um, also in the article, I wanted to mention this. This was really, I think, oh, the upshot. Okay. Many residents of Reading fear that the church is using their hometown specifically as a seven mountain mandate testing oh. ground. Okay. Right. Um, and they say students and other worshipers often leave the church campus to practice prayer healing in the streets, which entails placing hands on passersby who appear to be sickly or otherwise in need of a miracle. So they believe in prayer, right? And this is the thing that you do, um, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so I, I guess maybe the feeling of some in the town who are not fans of this stuff, like it's kind of like a side eye. And also they're kind of like, so one person says, quote, the sentiment used to be, they go to this church and do weird stuff. Ha ha. Um, says resident Rachel Strickland, who started a Facebook group dis, uh, dedicated to keeping track of the church's influence. Now it's something else. So ah, we're talking about that outsized, okay, okay. outsized influence. That's time. really interesting. I mean, there's, I, I'm, I'm interested in the local, there've been so many national level stories about dominionism, seven mountains mandate. And if that sounds just like, what are they even talking about? There's a lot of other mm -hmm. um, people who've written it. You can just Google what that is. Um, but what is interesting to me about this is that it's very local because there are these these ideas that charismatics want to take over the whole world. Um, that's very well documented. But just mm -hmm. how it works itself out in a town, mm -hmm. I think, is interesting. Like how how is that? Does that work itself out in who gets building permits or? Yes, I think that must be school the kind boards of and you know that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, oh, that's actually really interesting to see. You mentioned yeah. the seven mountains mandate. Can I pull a rare double Please. article here? This is very much on your point. Please. I want you to talk about this. I want to read you one paragraph from one of the most popular articles on the Atlantic, oh. which I now subscribe to because I'm tired of like seeing their headlines and being like, okay, what's the point of the story? Mm -hmm. Tell me the mm -hmm. thing. So I just want to read and they, they've lured me in. So I paid like 85 bucks. Good and for you supporting journalism. I'm, I'm supporting them. Mm -hmm. And I like the, you know, the Atlantic is smart. They've got oh, yeah, they great got authors. Great long. The article has been one of the most popular ones over the last couple of months is called The Woman Who Bought a Mountain oh, yes. for God. I knew you were going to talk Are about Are you familiar that. with this? Uh-huh, yeah. I want to read you a paragraph that mentions this and I wonder if you could explain a little bit about what this what this means. Mm -hmm. So it's about a woman who, who on a kind of like a prophetic word, bought a mountain as the mm -hmm. title indicates. Mm -hmm. Um and here's the paragraph that in which it mentions this, this issue. Um, among the speakers she heard before she bought this mountain was a rising apostle named Lance Walnow. Oh, of course. A former yeah. corporate marketer whose social media following had grown to 2 million people after he prophesied that Donald Trump was anointed by God. Tammy had voted for Trump in 2016. I think this is the woman's name. Uh -huh. But her interest in Walnow at this point had more to do with what he branded as, quote, the Seven Mountains Mandate mm -hmm. or 7M the imperative for Christians to build the kingdom by taking dominion over the seven spheres of society, mm -hmm. government, business, education, media, entertainment, family, and religion. How, how popular is this seven mountains thing? That's such a great question. And I think the thing is no one really knows. And I, that, so I'm sure I know we have listeners who um, read a lot of these kinds of stories mm -hmm. and probably who write a lot of these kinds of stories. And mm -hmm. I will say mm -hmm. that the seven mountain mandate benefits from very media savvy devotees mm. and also benefits from the fact that they have, they make pretty head turning claims that are popular in certain like journalistic circles. Uh -huh. And I think that it is, it is popular. I mean, there have been some very high profile people and networks of people mm -hmm. who have um, a 
adopted a seven mountain orientation. A lot of high profile entertainers, artists, uh-huh. leader, church leaders. Uh-huh. Um, as far as its grassroots, like if you were to just go to a, an average charismatic church and ask them, what is the seven mountain mandate? Yeah. I'm not sure that they would be able to tell. I you. see. So you're almost so saying guess, it's kind of an elite thing. Well, I mean, I, I think that there's a, a certain, um, there's a guy named Matthew D Taylor who has created a podcast about, um, it's called charismatic revival fury. And he does a good job of documenting the, um, uh, unaffiliated non-denominational charismatic networks leaders mm-hmm. who many of whom were present on January 6th who are very politically involved. I see. So it's very influential, mm-hmm. but I, in terms of it's, you know, like uh, in terms of it being a big idea that has trickled down into the masses, say for example, like the Protestant idea of the priesthood of all believers, yes. you know, that's a pretty big level or the idea of, you know, like in more fundy type circles, literal readings of the Bible. We mm-hmm. could we could talk, I know as a Bible scholar, you could talk all day about how, like, what does that mean? And, you know, but that's just like a general idea that is pretty, pretty well accepted sure. in certain, in evangelical-ish circles. Yeah. So the seven mountain mandate, I only, that was such a long-winded answer to say like, <laughs> it, I think it is an influential idea in particular circles, but I don't know if it's an idea that is readily accessible in the mind of yeah i hear what you're saying of practitioners so yeah. you're saying people this, are just going to yeah. church yeah they're not like just but yeah. there is a group of people like it, it's a kind of social media conference phenomenon like there's a group of people who are into this though yeah, and, and they know what it is and i think it's especially it catches people's attention because they're making big claims about the here and now like mm-hmm. they want to have high impact in right in the government sure. in education and all these circles and you can see them overtly, you know, lobbying for that. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that tempers it in my mind is when have American Christians not wanted to have influence in all of these spheres? This is a theme. This is a theme everyone sees. (laughs) Like they, it's a very common thing um, for, for communities to want to exercise influence in their world. So I don't know how, I mean, I, I think we have yet to see it's, it's like a, it's a big idea that's been churning for several Mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. It's having a moment right now. Mm -hmm. Will it continue to be a dominant force in charismatic circles? Possibly. And charismatics are growing. They're one of the fastest growing. Um, will some, will some other idea overtake it? also possibly yeah they see you know the people who are into these kinds of things it seems to cycle through them let's say yeah that's my thought is that these um especially the types of folks that get featured in these profiles they're sort of seekers you know they're always looking for something yes and this woman in here she strikes you like a lot of these people who are part of newer politically charged charismatic movements doesn't always seem like a typical person to be mm-hmm. into something like this. Mm-hmm. She kind of comes at it a little bit sideways and is, is you know, and it's an unlikely leader for this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, I will say, you know, I did some research for um, PRRI recently and we published some of our findings that charismatics are ascendant. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, they are really... We'll post that article. Yes, they are really on, on the rise in 
evangelical circles. So I think it makes sense to me that especially some of their ideas, the way they are articulated, mm-hmm. um, seem maybe almost newer than they are. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. That was such a way too long. Okay, wait. It doesn't matter. My turn. We're going to keep turn. all of it. It is your turn. Okay. Go okay. For it. So I've got a serious one and a charming one. Choose serious versus charming. You know, I just did a double feature. I think you have to as well. Okay. Okay. So first, serious. This is from, what date is it from? July 13th. Oh, recent. Silicon Valley's quest to build God and control humanity. This is one of those <laughs> AI things. This is the, the, the subtitle. I love it. The world we have is ugly enough, but tech capitalists desire an even uglier one. And this is all about Silicon Valley elites wanting to use AI and create God's God. <laughs> I just yes. love that title, Silicon Valley's Quest to Control God and Humanity. It <laughs> it's is, just, it is it's like sh- the next logical It's just step. so like Tower of Babel, like on the nose, you know, Book of Genesis kind of thing. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's like, it's definitely doom scrolling, um, kind of a headline. Yeah. But it is sort of interesting when you think about the, you know, the most notable tech, elites are people like Elon Musk or um, what's his name? Mark Zuckerberg or these, I mean, it does not seem out of their lane to try something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So no, it seems totally in their lane. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but anyway, I thought that you would like that because it's up here and it's, it's, there's a really interesting discussion of transhumanism, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I I like it because it puts the hubris of the whole and the, the, the silliness of it all, like just right there. Yes. Yes. Do we want to live in that world? Um, okay. My second one, this is just all charm. Love it. This is from a local newspaper from, I believe, outside, uh, so Edwardsville, Illinois, the Edwardsville Intelligencer, but it's not about that. It's about an even smaller town called Alton. Alton. And the headline is, was the mysterious creature reported, what was the mysterious creature reported in downtown Alton? Oh. And I have to tell you, I absolutely loved reading this story because this is a small town mystery. And this is how it starts. A woman with whom I am acquainted shared an experience she recently had while walking her dog about 1 a.m. in downtown Alton, where she lives. Please keep in mind that this column is in a prank. I should also add that this woman is not delusional, nor was she intoxicated or stoned. It goes on from there. Talking about a strange creature, a tall, dark, large creature with a human face, which is white in color. Its eyes glowed. It had long black wings. Yes. She saw it fly. It's like a Mothman story. Love it. I absolutely loved it. I want a whole mini series about it. Make it now, Hollywood, after we settle the strike in favorable terms for writers and actors, et cetera, et cetera. But we need a story about this. Yeah. I mean, it raises this age old question about what to do with eyewitness testimony from people who are otherwise, as the reporter, kindly points out, not impaired, but who Mm -hmm. report a fantastical thing. Yes. And there's lots of great, great um, criminal justice science out there on the the unreliability of eyewitness testimony. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. all seen the viral YouTube video of the 
person dressed up like the bear or the panda or whatever dancing through the scene that you don't see as you're trying to count the number of passes on the basketball. Mm -hmm. The mind is very strange, but like, what do you do with it? It's so compelling. I think when it's like, you know, just a normal person, average person and has nothing to gain, only things to lose. She's probably been ridiculed for this. I grew up in a small town that is near a forest. You were just we were just in my hometown not too long ago, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't surprise you to know that I grew up with a lot of Bigfoot stories. Because oh yeah, you, you go know. you go hang around in uh, in Leah's neck of the woods yes. out there by the base of Mount Hood. You just you get a lot of you like, know. You, there you, were a lot of loggers in my hometown. People who just been out in the woods. Absolutely, I know? will say from a recent trip there, friendly people, but people who like if you didn't know they were friendly, you'd be afraid of them. Yeah, they're kind of tough. They're kind of tough, tough people. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of just 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 hanging around. My my like. grandpa lived up um, by the Zigzag River. Yeah. Um, and he was what they call a mountain man. Yep. And he was just, he was it's a the big... Only, it's the only way to be out there, really. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be tough. Um, but anyway, I grew up with a lot of stories from otherwise sane people. Yeah. Who are just like, look, things. there are things up here in the mountains. Uh-huh. I love stories like that. So I would like to go visit Alton. And a huge thank you to the local journalist um, who who recorded that John J Dunphy. Um, so anyhow, yeah. super fun. All right. A final, final story here. 30 second speed round. Mm-hmm. I'm from okay. the Washington post via MSN news or one of the other. I can't quite tell. Okay. Is it co-branded? I don't know. It's promised land drying Mormon church works to save great salt Lake. Okay. So an ecological story oh, about the interesting. West. Interesting. Yeah. So the Great Salt Lake is not doing so well. Oh, um, really? And just water. You got, you have droughts. Have you, you have, ever flown over it? It's yes. Incredible. I, yes. Yeah. I've been there. I've yeah. been in the airport. I've not, yeah. I've not really physically toured Great Salt Lake. Yeah. But it's an amazing little area just wreathed in these white mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I see why they saw it as a, as a promised land. That's but when the, when the water goes, you're in trouble. That's great. Um, Okay, wait, can I make one one postscript about John J. Dunphy? You may. Yeah, I looked him up, by the way. He is uh, quite an accomplished author and a poet and a college. Uh, wait, who is this? The person who wrote the yeah. Illinois yeah, monster yeah, yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but he's from that town, from Alton, yeah. Illinois. But anyhow, that, I was like, that was such a beautifully written story. So cheers to you, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, go ahead. No, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> This has been a production of Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.